You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain. .tv slash gold. You are listening to episode 155, part 5. And that was an enlightening conversation I think we had with Glenda. I thought over the break, though, there is one last thing I'd like to ask Glenda for something that I'm working on. Let's just see uh, if she can provide just a couple of quick questions. It has to do with our ongoing uh, series into Peter Thiel. I'll say it's Thiel. I'll say Thiel, I think, because with the voice to text, it might translate better. Glenda, can you provide me with a list of all of the companies that Peter Thiel has investments in, a stake in, holds stock in, and or has a board seat on let's see if she can do this because uh, it'll save me a lot of time ladies Peter and Thiel gentlemen. is known for his investments and affiliations with many companies across various industries here is a list of some of the companies that Thiel has been associated with all right she's Palantir Technologies here. Facebook Thiel was an early investor and board member but has since sold most of his shares, PayPal, co-founder, Founders Fund, venture capital firm co-founded by Teal, Clarium Capital Management, investment management firm founded by Teal, Mithril Capital Management. Venture capital firm co-founded by Teal, OpenAI, Artificial Intelligence Research Organization, Valar Ventures, venture capital firm co-founded by Teal, Asana, work management software company, a firm, financial technology company, Airbnb, Teal was an early investor. Lyft, Teal was an early investor, Stripe, financial technology company, Yammer, enterprise social networking company, acquired by Microsoft in 2012. This is not an exhaustive list, as Teal has invested in many other companies throughout his career. Glenda, can you tell me how many of Elon Musk's companies Peter Thiel is invested in? Sorry about that, folks. I had to cough here. Let's see. Uh, to my knowledge, what? Peter Thiel does not have any known investments in companies directly owned or founded by Elon Musk, such as Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, and The Boring Company. However, both Thiel and Musk are well-known figures in the technology and business world, and they may have connections and overlaps in their investments and activities through other companies and ventures. Glenda, I think you need to dig deeper because Peter Thiel does have an investment in SpaceX and Neuralink. Let's see uh, what she says to that, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you are correct. There we go. I apologize for my earlier response. Upon further research, I can confirm that Peter Thiel has indeed invested in both SpaceX and Neuralink, two of Elon Musk's companies. Thiel's investment firm, Founders Fund, led a funding round for Neuralink in 2017, and Founders Fund and Thiel have also invested in SpaceX. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. All right, folks. Very important there. 
All right, I was looking for something like this that I could show you and use as an example. So I asked Glenda if she could tell me how many of Elon Musk's companies Peter Thiel has invested in. She says, to my knowledge, Peter Thiel does not have any known investments in companies directly owned or founded by Elon Musk, such as Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, and The Boring Company. I correct her and say, Glenda, I think you need to dig deeper because Peter Thiel does have an investment in SpaceX and Neuralink. She says, you are correct. I apologize for my earlier response. Upon further research, I can confirm that Peter Thiel has indeed invested in both SpaceX and Neuralink, two of Elon Musk's companies. Thiel's investment firm, Founders Fund, led a funding round, led the funding round for Neuralink in 2017, and Founders Fund and Thiel have also invested in SpaceX. So there you go. All right, so was artificial intelligence, let's ask, Glenda, were you just trying to hide that information from me? Let's see what she says to that, folks. And then she's writing here. Okay, let's see what her response is. Here no, we go. No, I wasn't trying to hide any information from you. As an AI language model, my responses are based on the information that is available to me. My previous response was based on my knowledge cutoff of September 2021, and it's possible that new information has become available since then. I apologize for any confusion or inconvenience. Glenda, Peter Thiel made his investments in Neuralink and SpaceX prior to September 2021. All right, let's see uh, what she says here. My apologies, you are correct. Let's see what it says. As of uh, September 2021, it appears that Peter Thiel's investment firm, Founders Fund, has invested in SpaceX and Neuralink, two of Elon Musk's companies. Thank you for bringing this to my attention and for allowing me to correct my previous statement. All right, folks. So there you go, right? If I did not know uh, what questions to ask, let's say I was using artificial intelligence, as fun as this has been, let's say I was using artificial intelligence to write a, a term paper, to write a book, to write an essay, as we'll see in further research here that there are folks that are actually doing this, all right, let's just say I used artificial intelligence to do that, the information that I would have gathered believing that artificial intelligence was the uh, truth-sayer, was this crystal ball, you know, was the definitive truth, I would have provided the wrong information in that report, had I not already done the research into Peter Thiel and his investments in Elon Musk companies. You see that? You see what happened there? Now, what happens if artificial intelligence, let, let, let's ask Glenda this, no, because now we're on to something, folks. Glenda, does Peter Thiel have an investment in artificial intelligence lawyer? Let's see what uh, Glenda says here. Um, okay, so she doesn't know about this. This could be because this sorry, is after 20. I am sorry, but I am not able to find any information on an artificial intelligence lawyer company or product associated with Peter Thiel. It's possible that the information you are looking for is not publicly available, or that the company in question does not exist. Can you please provide me with more information about what you are referring to? 
Does Peter Thiel hold an investment in a company called DoNotPay.com? All right, let's take a look at this and see what uh, Glenda says. Okay, there you go. Yes, Peter Thiel is an investor in the company Do Not Pay, which was co-founded by British entrepreneur Joshua Browder. The company is known for its AI-powered chatbot that helps users with legal issues such as appealing parking tickets, claiming compensation for delayed flights, and more. Thiel invested in the company through his venture capital firm, Founders Fund. Did Peter Thiel help start Do Not Pay by funding Joshua Browder through the Thiel Foundation's Thiel Fellowship? Let's see uh, what she says here. Okay, yes, she's Peter Thiel provided funding to Joshua Browder for Do Not Pay through the Thiel Fellowship. The Thiel Fellowship is a program that provides young entrepreneurs with funding and mentorship to pursue their ideas and start companies. Browder was awarded the fellowship in 2016, and Thiel's funding helped him launch Do Not Pay, a legal tech company that offers an AI-powered chatbot to help users with legal issues. Okay, so again there, folks, we see that I asked Glenda, does Peter Thiel have an investment in an artificial intelligence lawyer? She says, I'm sorry, but I'm not able to find any information on that. I then clarified, does Peter Thiel hold an investment in a company called Do Not Pay, which is an artificial intelligence lawyer? She then says, yes, Peter Thiel's an investor in the company. And then also, I ask her if Peter Thiel kick-started Joshua Browder through the Thiel Fellowship, and she comes back and says yes. So as you can see, if you're not asking the right questions to the artificial intelligence, you may not get the correct answers is the artificial intelligence program to hold back information from you i don't know i don't know enough about the ibm and the holocaust and the nazi stuff yet i haven't fully researched that myself that's why i'd like to talk to the author edwin black but i could have been getting false information not complete information misinformation disinformation from the ai now imagine this imagine you go to court and you're using information from Joshua Browder and Peter Thiel's DoNotPay.com artificial intelligence lawyer. And let's say that it does not have all of the data sets and all the laws, regulations, whatever it is that you're fighting, you're litigating, you're defending yourself against. And now all of a sudden, maybe there's a loophole. Maybe there's a way for you to get out of the parking ticket, or maybe there's a way for you to beat this small claim suit against you or to win a small claim suit you have against someone else, and the artificial intelligence doesn't pick it up because either one, the data set it's pulling from is not complete, or the algorithms, the formulas, the calculations that have been written are inaccurate, or they don't account for certain data contained within the data set that it's pulling from. You see this, folks? This is what I told you. That artificial intelligence is a cheap imitation of so-called intelligence. They have destroyed humanity to the point in which humans are going to accept that this so-called artificial intelligence is more intelligent than them. It is artificial because it's not the real thing. It is not intelligence. It is fake intelligence. 
Am I holding up a tomato or a GMO'd artificial tomato? Am I holding up even a GMO'd artificial tomato or am I holding up a plastic sculpture of a tomato that sits in a fruit bowl on my table during Thanksgiving as a centerpiece? You see what I'm saying? So they created the problem of dumbing down society in order to replace real intelligence with artificial intelligence, which is just a cheap copy that can be rigged, it can be controlled, it can rewrite history and events in real time, on command, based on the biases of the overlords that control and fund the programmers, the software engineers, the mathematicians, the technologists that write the code, write the algorithms, write the formulas, and write the calculations. And humans will be driven deeper and deeper into this, and we will just accept the answers that come out of magical Glenda. If I stopped with those last two sets of questions, I would have had the wrong information. I would not have had the complete information. It is only because I continue to drill down into Glenda that I got her to admit and or dig deeper into the data that she has access to. Ladies and gentlemen, that proves it right there that this stuff is inaccurate. Don't let your kids write book reports using this nonsense, folks. Use your brain. Use your critical thinking. Everything these folks are trying to do is to hack, hijack, pirate, steal, duplicate the human brain. Your brain is powerful. Eat natural food. Get off the big pharma drugs. Put down the booze. Put down the pot. You are smarter than you could even imagine. AI has nothing on you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard right here on Pain. .tv slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold. Another thing I want to point out to you folks. When I asked Glenda to write me a poem in the voice of Donald Trump, you can see she wasn't really writing a poem in the voice of Donald Trump. She was writing a poem in the voice of the widely known comedic caricature of Donald Trump. It wasn't actually in the voice of Donald Trump. But when I asked her to create a fictitious debate between Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump on climate change, it was in the same rhyming fashion as the poem that she had created. Again, though, it wasn't really in the voice of Bernie Sanders or in the voice of Donald Trump. It was in a comedic caricature voice of those two folks. All right, so... It is not intelligent. It just has the ability to dig down in information and combine things and put it together. And we'll start to do some demos over the next couple of days of these AI art creators and stuff like that. You're going to see 
it's the same kind of thing. The only reason, and I explained earlier why I see this as a threat to humanity. All right, if you rolled this nonsense out 50 years ago, I think people would would laugh it off. Like real scholars would come out, they'd be like, give me a break. But because they've dumbed down humanity and have lowered the IQ of humanity and have destroyed real art and real literature and real culture, real music, uh, that is why you can get away with replacing humanity or getting humanity on board with replacing itself with this uh, garbage, with this cheap imitation. All right, let's pick back up here. I'm going to get through uh, the rest of the IBM stuff today, and then we're going to get into the data centers tomorrow. I'm not going to put any more clutter in there. We're just going to get rid of, uh, get through the data centers. I want to show you how many I've identified around the world because those are the hubs, okay? Those are the punch card storage systems of the old IBM uh, Nazi collaboration that's going on with all the data that we know they're collecting. And we did just get Glenda to admit some stuff that I knew was true, but I wanted you to hear it from AI admitting what AI is doing. The ability for these folks to uh, track your heart rate through your wearable devices and that information is going up to the cloud and being stored in the data centers and then eventually all this data is going to be connected. It may already be. And Glenda doesn't know it, or she's uh, not admitting it. I mean, if I knew the right follow-up questions, maybe I could have got some more information out of Glenda. All right, so we're back at Wikipedia, and we're looking at this, uh, uh, this article on IBM and the Holocaust, the strategic alliance between Nazi Germany and America's most powerful uh, corporation by Edwin Black. Uh, originally printed in 01, and then he did editions in 02, 08, 12, and then in 2021, he did a 20th anniversary. Each time he added more uh, information and research and documents as he got access to it. And I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I reached out to him. We'll see if he gets back to me. I'd love to have him on as a guest. So we just got through the section on IBM's response. And you saw there that even Glenda admitted that IBM has never denied this. In fact, they've apologized uh, for some of this. And when Edwin Black had the ability to call IBM out, and he said, why don't you release all the World War II documents you have on file on your corporation? They said, oh, sorry, those were destroyed during uh, World War II. Uh, So now let's look at this. There was a Wikipedia editing controversy. In 2010, Black reported on unidentified Wikipedia editors marginalizing his research on IBM's role in the Holocaust. It is not clear whether the editors involved were IBM employees, but Black states that, quote, they were openly fortified by official IBM corporate archivist Paul Lazovitz using his real name and others, end quote. Black nevertheless calls Lazovitz, quote, a man of integrity, end quote, and points out that he deferred taking the lead because of potential conflict of interest and then recused himself entirely. Critical response. The book was published on February 11, 2001, simultaneously in 40 countries in 14 languages, with numerous subsequent expanded editions and hundreds of published reviews in many languages have appeared. 
At the first edition release in 2001, Newsweek called the book, quote, explosive, end quote, adding, quote, backed by exhaustive research, Black's case is simple and stunning. Black clearly demonstrates that Nazi Germany employed IBM Hollerith punch card machines to perform critical tasks in carrying out the Holocaust and the German war effort. Black establishes beyond dispute that IBM Hollerith machines significantly advanced Nazi efforts to exterminate Jewry, end quote. In 2003, the American Society of Journalists and Authors acknowledged IBM and Holocaust, uh, IBM and the Holocaust, with its award for best nonfiction book of the year. All right, folks. So, again, this is all part of the uh, official narrative here. So we'll take World War II, the official narrative we learned in school. We see now that IBM was involved in helping carry out the Holocaust, help run the trains, the concentration camps, the ghettos, did the census for Germany, helped identify Jews and other undesirables. And now IBM is doing it again. Uh, with the smart city technology, storing all of the information and the data that they're gathering from all of these so-called data sensors in these big data center warehouses. And and no one is calling this into question. I don't know. I I, I don't listen to every show, obviously. But as far as I can see, there's really no one calling this into question. If there is, let me know. I'll have them on the show. I'd love to talk to other people that are researching this. It says Richard Bernstein, writing for the New York Times book review about the original 2001 first edition, said, quote, Edwin Black makes a copiously documented case for the utter uh, amorality of the profit motive and its indifference to consequences, end quote. But Black's case, quote, is long and heavily documented, and yet he does not demonstrate that IBM bears some unique or decisive responsibility for the evil that was done, end quote. You know, so the case, and I've read this in some other articles, is that, well, there was a lot of companies and a lot of banks involved with helping fund the Nazi regime. It doesn't mean that they're responsible for what the Nazis did. And just today, folks, we could go through all the companies and all the banks that were helping the Nazis are all alive and well today, all helping build the worldwide technocracy, build the smart cities, the 15-minute districts, the smart villages, all the same ones. But you know what? They're not responsible for it. You know, they're just building it. They're not responsible for it. They're not responsible for whatever comes of this. The folks like Peter Thiel that are invested in all this anti-human, technocratic, transhumanist uh, technology, you know, he's not responsible. He's just a capitalist. He's just a, an investor. He's a, a visionary. He just invests in things, and then they come to light, and they start doing DNA splicing and injecting people with young blood and working to merge humans in with machines. He's not responsible for that. He's he's just an investor. It goes on to say in a 2001 review in the Los Angeles Times, historian and UCLA professor Saul Friedlander wrote, quote, the author convincingly shows 
the relentless efforts made by IBM to minimize profit, or sorry, to maximize profit by selling its machines and punch cards to a country whose criminal record would soon be widely recognized. Indeed, Black demonstrates with great precision that the godlike owner of the corporation, Thomas Watson, was impervious to the moral dimension of his dealings with Hitler's Germany, and for years even had a soft spot for the Nazi regime, end quote. All right, so this is a UCLA professor here who uh, wrote this. In another review of the first edition, David Cesarani of Southampton University stated that Black provided, quote, shocking evidence, end quote that IBM in America continued to provide punch cards and other services to the Nazis, quote, in defiance of allied regulations against trading with the enemy, end quote. Now, again, if we are supposed to believe the official narrative of World War II that we are taught in schools in the public indoctrination centers, and which is taught widely across the Western world, why is IBM still in existence? And the fact that they are still in existence, why are folks investing in them? I would ask why Jewish folks are investing in a company like IBM. And I would ask why people aren't calling into question what IBM is doing today. We found that one case study on what IBM is doing in Jakarta, Indonesia. We just had Glenda here provide us with other examples of smart city technology that IBM is building and smart cities that IBM is active in. I went and did some research last night on my own without Glenda and found many other smart cities that IBM is involved with. And no one is asking, should a company that wanted to maximize profits so they helped out the Nazis, why this company is allowed to even be operating and then working with smart cities to house, uh, oh, as Glenda said it, we need to have a debate about privacy and liberty, right? So IBM, don't worry, they're not doing anything unethical with the data that you're collecting on you when you're walking down the street and having your face scanned and your heart rate is being beamed up by your iWatch into the cloud that IBM controls. No, 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 folks, come on. That's a stretch, Dustin. IBM is just a good old tech company. Goes on to say in a 2001 review of the first edition in The Atlantic, Jack Beatty wrote, quote, This is a shocking book. Edwin Black has documented a sordid relationship between this great American company and the Third Reich, one that extended into the war years, end quote. Professor Robert Yerkes' review in the Harvard International Review stated, quote, Black's meticulous documentation reveals an undeniable fact. After the outbreak of the World War II, the IBM Corporation knew the whereabouts of each of its European leased machines and what revenues it could expect from them, end quote. After the updated paperback edition in 2002, Oliver Berkman wrote for The Guardian, quote, The paperback provides the first evidence that the company's dealings with the Nazis were controlled from its New York headquarters throughout the Second World War, end quote. 
Sam Jaffe in Business Week wrote, quote, with exhaustive research, Black makes the case that IBM and Watson conspired with Nazi Germany to help automate the genocide of Europe's Jews, end quote. Reuters reported in 2002 that historians on Black's research team stated the paperback edition had used newly discovered Nazi documents and Polish eyewitness testimony to link IBM's U.S. operations directly to the Third Reich operations in Poland. Wow, folks. I mean, this is a damning book that came out 22 years ago. goes on to say several... Reviewers publicly retracted their negative reviews with signed written apologies and donations to the Holocaust museums, including reviewers in the Jerusalem Review uh, Report, Nature Magazine, Audiophile Magazine, Annals of the History of Computing, and the World Association of International Scholars. All right, because this guy Black, from everything I found, I mean, folks, this guy unearthed this stuff. And again, this is why I'd love to have him on. I want to get his opinion. What does he think about what IBM is doing today? As I asked our good friend Glenda there, well, what was Hitler supposedly telling everyone the punch card systems were for? She tries to get around the question and eventually says, well, the Hitler and the Nazi regime told IBM that the punch cards were just being used to complete a census, but in the end, we find out it was to track down Jews and other undesirables. Well, we are being told smart city technology is to provide sustainability and more efficient government, but how do we know it's not going to be used to track down a certain set of individuals or all humans? We don't know that. You won't know that until 50 years from now. You won't know that until, well, 75 years from now, when we can ask Glenda of the future. Glenda, can you tell us about IBM's involvement with building the smart city technology that led to the genocide of humanity? You see where I'm getting at, folks? I think it's clear. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 